0: button and turned on the mics therefore we are now making podcasts are you excited yes it's been a long time coming we haven't podcasted like legit in two weeks weeks? it's been a long time plus a day or
1: two because
0: of it's actually Wednesday right now. I can't. I came in this morning, and I'm like, sweet, I'll get a podcast done today so we can record the podcast tomorrow. And then Adam came in, and he's like, hey, I got to go, and I can't record the podcast. I'm like, well, it's fine. It's tomorrow. And he's like, today's Wednesday, Cliff. And I'm like, oh. Anyway, Adam's not here. That's why you're hearing me talk. Dylan's still here. Still here. Yeah. So you, you get us today. Sorry. That means we are going to delay our uh, game of the year discussion until next week. So I wanted Adam to be here for that. Um, We'll probably do. uh, I hope to do an extended day of, an extended game of the year discussion instead of doing questions next week. So we'll do news, then game of the year, and then cheap free stuff. But or if there's no news. Like this week. This week was light on news. Not a lot happens over the over the holidays. So anyway, the news that we have is uh, The Last night is having issues with its funding. I don't know if you remember that, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, you can get a free small game every day with the Meditations app, which is very cool. Uh, there are new levels coming out for Celeste. Uh, Star Control has been pulled off Steam. And Fallout 76 is getting player vending. Uh, then, of course, we've got questions. Tons of cheap, free stuff because it's the first of the month. Um, but anyways, we'll uh, let's start out with what we are playing. Dylan, what are we playing? What are we
1: playing? Well, it's been a long time. A so long time. I probably played a lot of stuff between then and now. Interestingly enough, I've only played one thing. Um, played a lot of Super Smash Bros. Still fun. Nice. Had Have you unlocked of- all the characters yet? Yep. I unlocked them pretty quick because I was like I just need to sit here and unlock all the characters and you can just play the game and unlock characters So It's not like you don't have to go do specific things you can there's multiple ways to unlock all the characters But I basically just played the game. I'm gonna stop my watch from dinging at me (laughs) um, Because that'll be obnoxious Um, Not that anyone actually messaged me, but it's a news thing a lot Smash. of fun. Uh, had a lot of people over for the holidays, obviously. Nice. So any chance we'd get, we'd play uh, Smash. Um, played Overcooked Two because um, my brother got a Switch this Christmas, and he hasn't played video games for a while, which is kind of funny. Like I was talking to him, and he's like, "The last time he played um, probably games really was probably like the N sixty four era. Oh, wow. on that level, it's been a while. Like, like he, the, here and there, he, I'm sure he played a couple games, but uh, since like so. Uh, probably since, like, Super Mario 64. He hasn't really played a lot of, of, like, those kind of games. So uh, I brought a couple of my cartridges downstairs and uh, said, here, try some games out, see what you like, Um, because they... They renovated a van, and they've been driving for, like, six weeks up to Alaska, and then they went down to Utah and around all the parks and stuff. So they thought a Switch would be great because they could do something in the downtime, drive time, whatever time um, you have where you might want something to fill fill the time. That's cool. Um, But he plowed through Super Mario Odyssey, and now he's just, like... Deep in in Zelda Breath of the Wild like every time I come downstairs He's like he's just like <laughs> playing and I'm like he's like addicted to these games it, I can breaking weapons. I feel it because I can imagine like Having not played these games but like you like games like he really likes games like we play a lot of board games and stuff and but, like, so to play these incredible games and just to kind of have that enamored feeling where you want to keep playing, because, like, I still feel that way with some of these games. Like, when I played Mario Odyssey, I was like, I want to play Mario Odyssey more. So it's, like, I can imagine what that feels yeah. like to, to kind of, like, jump back into video games like that. That's no time better than now, right? Yeah, um, right. That's cool. But Overcooked 2, um, with four people, a lot of fun. It, uh, Is it? Yeah, because it feels a lot tighter. Oh, uh, the sure. controls are a lot better. I mean, it's the same controls, but... I always felt when I was playing Overcooked, like, if I wanted to go grab the, the potato off the counter... I might end end up grabbing the plate next to it. Um, so, and that creates frustration when you're trying to do really specific things with such simple inputs, and you do the wrong thing. That like, that's frustrating.
0: Honestly, like I always kind of figured that was a design decision. To be honest, like I always kind of figured that the controls want to create. Yeah, some chaos. Yeah. And in this one, I feel like
1: that's not the case because it does feel better. And there's enough other stuff going on that like it still gets that way. You don't need. And that they don't ramp chaos. up in the second one. Like. You don't start in, like, a basic kitchen. Like, it's, like, it doesn't take long before you're in a hot air balloon that crashes into a different kitchen, <laughs> and, like, you're on, like, a boat. Like, it, it just, there's no shortage of, like, imaginative kitchens that make it frustrating anyway. Yeah. Um, but I found, like, I don't remember if you could actually throw ingredients in the first one. No, I don't believe because so. Because that's a big part of this one. You can actually, like, pick the tomatoes up and throw them across the kitchen, and you can actually, oh, that's actually, cool. if you're, if you aim it just right, you can actually throw stuff Onto the pans and into the pots. Very cool. So, or you can throw it to someone and they'll catch it. So, like that adds a lo- nice element um, if it wasn't there before. Because I don't remember that I don't being think so. a part. Um, so it's it's a much better version. If you're interested in this, just get the second one. There's not really any reason I think to play the first one. The story isn't that compelling, even though yeah. there is one. Um, the second one story is kind of funny because it's like the unbred are coming, um, and there's just tons of food puns. So if that's your humor, it's a perfect fit for you. Um, other than that, finished Red Dead. Um, it's just, it's an incredible game. I, I tried
0: so hard to finish Red Dead. I like, I dedicated every second of gaming I could to it. And I'm still... <laughs> and you're almost there, though. I'm like, yeah, probably halfway, three quarters of the way done with chapter six. And it is, I, I like spoilers, it's my game of the year. Yeah. Like. Oh, I, yeah. Um, it's, it's so good. We're going to do a big, like, long spoiler cast. Me and Dylan and my brother Colby are going to do a big spoiler cast on Red Dead, so. I don't know if we need to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it much possibly. more, especially
1: because I know people are still playing it. A lot of people haven't finished the story. It's, it's just so good. so good, and it just ramp keeps ramping until the end. I, so. I said
0: this in our uh, in our podcast we did last week, where we talked about the games coming out in January, and said that if if you started playing that game and you got like through chapter two, and maybe even a little ways into chapter three, and you're like, "Oh, this game's slow. This game's not for me," like just keep pushing because yeah. the end of chapter three is absolutely incredible and everything after chapter three is so good the story is so good
1: um and and something to think about if you're that person that's not maybe not enjoying it to the fullest extent just do the story missions like don't like the side missions are fun but if you're finding it slow just do the story missions like as, as you would any game like if you just go do side missions like you're not gonna the story's not going to progress, so you might not get roped in the same
0: way. Well, I would almost say, too, um, like, the thing that really, I think, changed it for me is when I got away from, there there are things that the game presents as something you have to do. They're absolutely things. Like, you do not need to hunt. You, you do, do not need to hunt yeah, at all. Almost nothing in that game you have yeah, to do. You don't really have to gather herbs. You don't really need to worry about your camp. You don't need to do any of those don't things. You don't need to eat. You yeah. don't. You don't
1: really need to do these. things. Yeah,
0: the things that feel like systems that you're like, oh, there's so, like, I mean, I complained about this. I'm like, there's so many systems, and then like talking to my brother and talking to other people, he's like, you don't, you don't need to do those. And yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Like, I'm like, what if I, what if I don't eat? Would I be underweight? He's like, yeah, yeah, but, but it, all it really the, does is affect uh, your cores, right? The you know? effect
1: has such a little, has such little effect yeah. on what actually happens in the game that it doesn't matter. And a, like a simple elixir just solves that. Like yeah. it just puts you back to full. So. Really there's very easy ways to reset if you're finding that that becomes a problem and it's really it really doesn't Yeah, and that changed Um, the
0: game a lot for me It took a lot of the other stuff off take stagecoaches take trains if you don't like riding your horse Um, There's a lot of ways to make that game More streamlined than that game presents itself as yeah Um,
1: Yeah, they're just not the same way like like in Zelda for example like you couldn't just go up in the mountain you would literally die yeah. if you waited too long and didn't have the appropriate food to eat or whatever the clothes like this game it t- i feel like it takes an incredibly Way long time, longer. and I ne- was never even in the cold temperatures that long to necessitate, like really needing to change my outfit no. or needing to do these things. But like, it's
0: also super easy to do, yeah. If you decide to, it, so yeah, just um, give that game a chance, man. Like I feel there are a lot of people that I've talked to that have dropped off that game, and I, I just, it's, it's one of the best written games I've ever played. Um, okay. The main missions amazing. The side missions are amazing. It's, it's good.
1: Um. After I finished that, I applied. I can't remember where we left off really because it's been two weeks. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I finished Red Dead, I played God of War, finished God of War, and then I went into Detroit Become Human and um, Shadow of War. Did you finish I Detroit? I played those. Not quite because um, I'm playing that with Kate. Like, so oh, anytime okay. I'm not playing that without her, so we can both because it's like very narrative driven, obviously. Yeah. I think it won Best Narrative at the Video Game Awards. Um, Obviously, so, like if you play it. Um, I know there's criticisms with these games, um, Heavy Rain and like Beyond Two Souls. Like, some people complain about the writing. And it's like playing this game, I do kind of understand where those criticisms are coming from sure. because it is some of the stuff is a little on the nose. And I think maybe some of the lines could have been more clever. Um, but I also. I think game writing's hard, though. But I also understand when you have a branching path storyline, like, not only do you have to write one line. You have to write multiple lines of dialogue to fit the situation, and there's just like times again because, um, spoiler alert: the game's about androids. Like that, obviously, that's what the game's about. But I don't think it's a spoiler. There's just, and obviously, with like artificial intelligence, people don't like androids basic premise of this game. Um, so there's times when they're like, we hate these machines. Like, there's not a lot of clever language around, like, derogatory things you can say yeah, yeah. about robots. Like, it's so it comes off repetitive. Like, a lot of the times characters are saying the same words. There's not yeah. a lot of, like, foul language to use towards ma- machines. So it just, fe- it, it kind of feels funny because it's supposed to be this really serious, like, discrimination-type yeah. story, but ultimately you're talking about Androids and there's just not a lot of colorful language around that so it's like these darn Plastics like and that's kind (laughs) of how it comes off sometimes, but it's like you kind of just have to like look past that I mean, it's it's telling a very good story and it's interesting because you do play like three different characters in very Different situations all androids so you play as I think three different androids um, all doing very different things. Like one is a law enforcement android. One has decided to um, like kidnap a kid because she was in an abusive household. So like... Oh, th- her, is she
0: the one from the trailer? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so basically the the kid that she um, is looking after in this house with her dad, like her dad is a nutcase like and was a like hitter and you're like, my... Android artificial intelligence problem-solving ability says, I need to remove this kid from the household, and you run away. like So that's a very different situation. Then you have the law enforcement that's actually now going to be working on this case in some capacity. And then you have an Android who had a really good relationship with uh, an artist who... Um, is very pro-Android and really believes that Androids can be more than just a robot and and really empowers him early on but then through a twist that Android is now without his owner and is now part of like the rebellion of Androids. Interesting. So you have these very different paths and I mean it, it's just very interesting like what you get to do. like. Are you going to be a pacifist? What are you going to do in these different situations and how like the community around you will react to that and public opinion and it's a a cool story for sure and I'm imagining it's going to have some crazy stuff that happens (laughs) in the end, but it's definitely worth a playthrough if you're a PS, PlayStation user, throwing my phone. (laughs) If you're dropping your phone on the floor. I recommend those games. Sure. I really like them. It got
0: pretty yeah. cheap too, didn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: I got it for like twenty bucks nice. over the holidays. So I definitely think that's a great price for it. Because um, you probably aren't gonna play it again to yeah. really see how different this story can turn out. But there's definitely some instances that you're like, I see how that could have turned out differently. <laughs> um, and I, it makes you wonder like, what, what would that have been though? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a very interesting experience. That's cool. Very cool. Um, and Shadow of War, of course. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'll talk about it too much. I just I really enjoy the game. I don't think it. I think there's a lot of criticisms that could be made about it. Um, just it's a very big game with a lot of doing the same thing. Like you're you're going after these orc leaders. You're taking them down to get to the big guys. Like the but just like obviously collecting loot, getting better stuff, leveling up, um, doing your character upgrades and whatever. Like
0: it's it's a fun loop for yeah, sure i enjoyed it, I, did. Um, it just, I can't i i enjoyed it but not like enough to think hey i want to dump 60 hours right, in right
1: it's it's definitely a game that you need time to play because like it, it's fun to get deep into but at the same time you can probably have enough of the experience just playing it for a little bit yeah but it really, like, the payoff really comes, I think, later on when you get cool stuff. Um, I'm glad they added more enemies in this one, like, the enemy variety. Yeah. But it still could be a little bit more varied. Um, but at the same time, like, they throw so many orcs at you They're sometimes. they orcs, man. Like, how much, you know. Right. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it works, too. It's like you just need to fight a bunch of orcs and cut just... Swath your way through many yeah. many orcs and like that's fine by itself, but they do sprinkle in some other stuff yeah. um, In there which I think was needed for a second a second game, but
0: I really enjoyed my time with that I just didn't have the, the time to dedicate to it. Yeah. it. It came out I think right around a time when I wanted to play a bunch of other games right and I don't think I'll ever get back to it. Yeah, I think wow. I got
1: Got it again for like it was like $12 or $20 yeah. or something during the holiday of during a sale before, and I picked it up and I was like, hey, I'm gonna start playing this before I get to Assassin's Creed. I don't
0: remember if I bought it or not. I keep thinking about it, like, I keep seeing it really cheap on Gamefly, yeah. and so I've almost bought it a couple times. Yeah, this
1: just... the, the story is pretty, I don't know, it's like it was okay, it's a Lord of the Rings adjacent, like, alternate. Yeah. History I would forget the of Lord of the Rings game. Right. Yeah. It's just, and it, it's just kind of funny being someone who really enjoys Lord of the Rings. It's like it's like this parallel universe yeah. and it's I don't know, it's just it's kind of weird, but yeah. um you don't really play it for that I think as much as you just you're trying to take down the bad guy as Lord of the Rings was. It's kind yeah. of like if someone else took this task upon them instead of like later on when
0: Frodo did it, I guess. Sure. I don't know, but I uh, yeah it's it's fine mm-hmm. you know nothing wrong with that um, I have been playing Red Dead I've been playing a lot of Red Dead um, but we've we've talked about that so um, I played Let's Go not Pikachu Eevee. Pikachu Eevee yeah <laughs> um, and like I didn't actually that's a it's an interesting game because you can play those games two player um, oh yeah that's right and so I let my but it's kind of strange so my kid got it for Christmas and uh, he's like, I'm like, why don't we check it out? And he's like, is it two-player? I'm like, I don't think so, but maybe. And I looked it up, and it, it is. And the way it works is you, like, drop in, and you just become a second player on the screen, but you can't really do anything. You just kind of wander around with the, the first player, huh. except when you get into either a catch-a-Pokemon battle, in which case you both get Pokeballs, and you can throw it at them. And so there's, like, some synergy there where... First of all, if one misses, like you might hit, but there's also if you're fighting a harder Pokemon, uh-huh. you can like sink your throws and throw them at the same time, and the Pokeballs will both hit, and you get like bonus experience for doing uh, it at I the didn't same even time. That. And then it's easier to catch those Pokemon too. Yeah. But then during trainer battles, you're incredible. Like it makes you super overpowered because you both fight the one trainer. So, oh really? Yeah, and so we were it's like two v one. Yeah, yeah. So we were playing, and my my kid was playing with Eevee and I was, I don't know, a plant. Um, Oddish. I could be. You had a- the leaves coming out of your head. yeah. He looked kind of like something a from from um, uh, Plants vs Zombies. Bell sprout. Could be, I don't know. It was Oh yeah,
1: you're in the other version, so the Pokemon
0: are gonna be different. I don't have any idea. I was some you're sort probably of sprout. But uh yeah, he would do his thing and then I would do my thing, and usually we'd win, win at that point. Yeah. So it, it made the game kind of weird. Um but it was also not like a super compelling way to Play the game because my part was not yeah. very interesting. Like I legit, like granted, I was very tired. I'd gotten a burger that day. I legit fell asleep for like five minutes while we were playing. Like, yeah. like, hey, Dad, we're fighting. I'm like, huh? oh yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I but it's find, interesting.
1: Like, I like the idea that they allow you to do that. Um, but at the same time, these games have progressively gotten easier over the years, mm-hmm. and now you're able to have two people doing like. Because I never had a problem where. I was even remotely close to losing no. a battle in that game. Like it, it is that easy, I, I would say. Yeah. And I don't know someone not playing the game before. Like I know all the strengths and weaknesses, like yeah. matchups, um, every Pokemon, and I generally know all their types. So I know instantly what Pokemon will do best in what scenario. Sure. But even without that knowledge, I feel like it's not too hard no. to tell yeah, uh, it was, it was it to seemed win pretty easy. All the time <laughs>
0: it, was, it was fun though I mean for we played it for maybe an hour hour yeah. and a half and like I said I think I would have preferred it if they're gonna make it multiplayer I think I would have preferred something more like maybe the Lego game kind of split screeny where you could actually both do yeah
1: things but I, gotta, I don't know how that would
0: independently yeah yeah, I, I don't know how they could make that work, but yeah. it, it was not the best co-op experience. But for single-player, it was fine. Um, yeah. I will say that game's music is bad. Like, it's really? oh, God, it's obnoxious. <laughs> like, it's really repetitive and not very yeah. interesting.
1: So I think that's just, like, that's how – it's literally the same – Almost the same music. Like, it? It's it's a variation of like the same music. It's always been. So I think people just know that
0: that's Pokemon music. So it's nostalgia. It's so interesting it playing a game like that. That every once in a while you'll play a game like that and realize it's kind of how I feel about the Dark Souls games. Is that. If, if any other game tried to do what this game was doing, people would be <sighs> they would freaking riot. out yeah. about, like, oh, the gameplay's terrible. And, the like, there's no, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's a bunch of things I'm noticing in this Pokemon game. I'm like, well, this yeah. is kind of dumb. But I think because it's a Pokemon game, people don't right. really, they like, it gets a bit of a pass on things, yeah. which is fine. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it was fun. Um, the other game I'm playing, I started last night, is, I, I've, I've heard it is Grease. You've got to roll your R. Um, it's spelled, like... G R I S. So, so it uh, doesn't star John Travolta. It does not star John Travolta. No, um, it's a very very light puzzle platformer. It's uh, more one of those kind of experience games. It is stunningly gorgeous. It looks real. Oh my neat. god! It is so pretty, and uh, has absolutely fantastic music. On the other hand, and it's uh, a platformer where it's it's one of those games that. If you were just playing it, you're like, I don't know, I'm playing a girl, and we're going through this world, and you're, like, bringing color back to it. And you would just go, like, I guess that's the story, at least why I'm I'm probably three-quarters of the way through it. It's short, too. Um, But apparently, it's actually, like, the the story story is you're a girl who's, um, like, kind of facing her own, like, mind-troubled demons trying to, you know, fight her way out of, you know some sort of personal trauma by, you know, doing these things with it. And it's, it, like, story-wise, you know, whatever. It's it. There's no there's no dialogue. There's no anything. So, like, it, I guess it's a story you can kind of make to be whatever you want. But uh, it just, it, if you liked games like Abzu, um, you'd really probably enjoy this. I think it's probably, I'm going to say, like, three or four hours long. Um, it's on the PC and the Switch. I picked it up on the Switch for, like, I don't know, sixteen or seventeen dollars, and it's worth it just to see the game because it's graphically just absolutely incredible, and and the music's great, and it's just kind of a, a chill walk through these areas, and there's there's some light puzzling, but it's not it's not ever complicated, um, or if you like like Journey, like it's got kind of a Journey feel to it too, so it's uh it's definitely it's definitely nice to look at, and you know and listen to so if you're looking for like a super chill game and I, we actually played it um, I played it with my, my wife and kid too and we all just kind of would pass the controller back and forth a little bit and it was it was a really enjoyable way to spend a couple hours so so give, give Greece uh, Greece, a, a Greece a it look. means
1: gray and it does mean gray in Spanish uh, and uh,
0: Portuguese probably uh, Swedish maybe Finnish? I don't know one of those languages could be it means it in Spanish though. <laughs> so anyway, uh before we get into our next segment, I would like to take a moment to thank our Patreons because they are wonderful, wonderful people. And uh they give us money every month so we can keep doing this. I mean, honestly, we could keep doing it without you, but it it lets us keep doing it in better ways. Uh um, yeah. hopefully this and year even better. Even hopefully. better. Twenty nineteen, the year of the podcast. Um, it, uh, hopefully this will let us do some cool Extra Life stuff this year. That's uh, what we're hoping. So speaking of, you can go to uh, bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. Sign up for our 2019 team. November 2nd is uh, the official day. I'm not sure we're going to be doing it on that day, but maybe we'll do two. We may do uh, a one day in like September, October, and then a second day in, in November. We'll see. Um, it's too early to know those things. <laughs> no, anyway. it's a long way away. It's a long ways away. 11 months from today, the day we're recording. Um, I would like to thank Alan Schulte and Austin Palmer and Jack Irish, who got to experience New Year's a full 17 hours before the rest of <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, Jacob Frank, Kevin Schuld, Tom McDermott, Vinny Champa, and, of course, Joe Coleslaw. Joe Cole, Jr. Joe. Joe. Joe Joe. Joe Joe. Big Joe. Big Joe. Cup of Joe. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, thank you, wonderful Patreons, for continuing to support us. It is absolutely fantastic. You can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast if you would like to support us. As for as little as a dollar a month, we'll get you early access to all the things we do, including Bite Me DLC. So there's only one episode so far, but there will be more. Don't don't worry. Oh, yeah. There will be more.
1: Um, I think I do before we move on. to the oh, part, please. I think I, Speaking of Vinny, I would like to shout out Vinny oh, yeah. for uh, – I watched his uh twitch stream or mixer stream of dead by daylight for a while That's and good. you were you were there, there one too. time and um which was cool because um he explained the game to me like very thoroughly um and he's played this game a lot yeah. obviously so um, he was like
0: 700 hours
1: yeah uh, which was really cool and it's, it's a game I've always kind of been passingly interested in I don't know if it's quite the game for me I might give it a try especially if I could play with um vinny um because that would obviously help yeah. um but it, it it was interesting um i really liked kind of what was going on um to me like i think i i'd like to see a game like that cuz i really like the idea of like being the michael myers in these yeah. spooky horror movies but um something i'd like to see was a little bit something like a little bit more stealth based where It was more survival-y in the sense of like you have one chance at this right Um, and I understand the kind of the competitive 4v1 nature where you have to like hook the survivors time again and stop them from doing this task so I think they wanted to do something that gave a longer play experience but I think a game like that could be and I I don't know if like the Friday the 13th game how similar it was to this because I know Vinny liked that game too it just didn't quite have the support. Yeah. That this game kind of does to keep going, and I know there's other games like this. Uh, one came out soon and has been met with pretty good review so far. Um, but I, I'd like to to see a game like this that was a little closer to a horror movie yeah. rather than like a, a like a just a slasher movie. Like I don't like
0: multiplayer. Like you don't. There aren't it's, really any multiplayer uh, horror games. It right. Be a lot of fun, and right? I
1: think I think they're definitely on to something. Yeah. And I think. I think that game has its player base, but maybe there's something else there Um, That's kind of that was kind of my takeaway other than maybe wanting to try the game But it's like I wanted to see something a little more permanent like when when I was hiding from this killer like if he really opens the closet, that's it rather than like I can be saved. Like yeah. I, Like I the stakes are just a little bit higher, a little bit more survival, but I really enjoyed watching it. It was um, super fun. And it seems like they, they have a lot of stuff going on. It's like there's a lot of, of characters that I choose from that do a lot of different things that I think there is quite a bit of depth to that game, which was is cool. I always like to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. It's, a,
0: it's a cool looking game. I, I don't know if it's something I really am super interested in playing. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't look 100% like my thing, but it's really, really fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I had more fun watching it than I probably would Same. play because I don't, I don't know. I really am interested in, like, the 4v1 games. Like, I tried Evolve when it came out, and that game just didn't seem to have much support either. Yeah. Um, and these games come up, and I just don't know if anyone's nailed it yet, and I think that's kind of waiting for that, that moment.
0: The but. unfortunate thing about it is because they're so tied to player base, mm-hmm. um, I, I think two, two things could really help those kind of 4v1 games is that some AAA developer needs to make one um, like an EA or a yeah. Ubisoft or a whoever needs to bring one of those out and and Really promote it. Right. But then maybe three things even. Like it would be great if someone could do it and then either make it free to play or make it a like a Game Pass game. So you've got a big player base. Right. But then I think finally you need cross play. Like cross play would make those. I mean, right right there, you triple the player base for any of those games. And I think, I think that could make a big difference. So it's a genre that just hasn't quite found its footing yet. Right, and I think
1: being a free-to-play, it kind of fits the free-to-game model, Free mm-hmm. to free-to-play game model, I think. Um, Where you I could think, do it with skins and you could right, do it with- Right, like, there's a lot of opportunity, like- Obviously, any of those kind of grindy games, because like there is a big grinding element yeah. to it, where you keep playing, to get your points to to upgrade your guy, which is that's awesome, like yeah. that's great, like. But I think th- I think a free-to-play model really could help a game like that, and it it is it's not a high price of entry, but any price of entry is yeah. enough, right? So I think a game like Artifact suffering for the same reason right now, yeah. I think, is because they decided to make it a twenty dollar game, and the player base just isn't very big and it's yeah. a good game that maybe more people would play if they could just play it for free. I mean so, that's really
0: that's the reason I haven't played it. It's right. like I don't think I'm going to like it and I don't want to pay $20 to, to find out. out. Right. So, and that's
1: exactly especially with a very like it's it's a new game like yeah. it's a, especially in that case but yeah. um yeah I think there is ways to But we if they that. keep if they keep keep it going too I mean yeah. some games end up being better down the line too or maybe they just do a big Dead by Daylight two, cool. and where they yeah. really kind of okay. We we learned this, and now we're gonna relaunch with something bigger, better, or, and... or maybe
0: what it's gonna be is just Fortnite four v one. Like yeah, it's 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 a possibility. Uh, if you if you uh, come hang out on our Discord, go to bite mepodcast.com slash discord. Uh, we have actually have a stream starting channel where you can see uh, both Vinny and uh, Joe Coleslaw actually stream yeah. it, but you can watch both of them do it, which is a lot of fun. I do it occasionally, yeah. so it's a good way to know. Uh, When those people start, if that's something you're interested in checking out, and just see another game sometimes. Exactly. Um, Yep. 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 Yeah. I I actually tend to stream games that I don't have any interest in playing. Right.
1: It 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 can be a more community thing. Hey, come check this game out. Yeah. Because I might not play it for more than thirty minutes, and you might not either. But you, it might be something that's interesting. That. Yeah. I've um, never.
0: I don't want to play The Long Dark, but I love watching people stream it. Yeah. Anyway, next up, we are doing news. Yes. News. There's not much of it. It's, Even after three weeks, yeah. <laughs> like then you'd expect the news
1: to be piling up. But I guess if everyone's on holiday, no one's writing news. News yeah. is happening, but no one's writing about it. Well, and it, I think so. I think a lot of um,
0: <laughs> a lot of studios shut down over right. the holidays too. Uh, so it's just people yeah. like you that have to come to work, Dylan. Right. I
1: took it all off. Li- It's. I mean, I'll be honest. It was the illusion of work. Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of people here, like pushing paper around. And, right. It, it was the silliest thing ever. Like I did do things, oh, yeah. but. Um, I think the the, um, the actual urgency on anything was very, very low, low. Very um, low. So.
0: Yep. All right. So first up, um, the uh, the last night was a game that I believe premiered last year at the Game Awards, and everyone kind of lost their mind. It's a like two D cyberpunk side scroller. Do you remember this? It's like very neon. very yeah, it, it looks cool. Awesome. Yeah. And it came out and everyone was like, oh my gosh, that game looks really, really, really cool. And unfortunately, like the next day, um, everyone was also like, oh, hey, man, the dude who started that was like a big Gamergate guy. And everyone kind of went, wah, um, And I don't necessarily think that has anything to do with the current problems. Apparently, they staffed up. Everything was going great. And uh, then they ran into, quote, unquote, massive business, legal, and funding issues, <laughs> Um, Anytime time
1: the word massive is next to some (laughs) negative terms. (laughs) It's not good.
0: Um, They were supposed to have another trailer this year at the Game Awards that didn't work out due to all those problems. Um, I think the game was actually supposed to come out next year. uh, Or I'm sorry, last year. And didn't happen. It was supposed to come out this year. And they're not sure that's going to happen. They're saying that they can't talk about the issues that the studio ran into, which is not... Great.
1: (laughs) Transparency is
0: good. Yeah. And and I assume that it's because they're legal in nature, whatever that might be. Still sorting them out, maybe. So they're not really
1: at liberty to discuss with the public.
0: Exactly. So, either way, they're now looking for investors. So, hopefully, you know, all problems aside, um, that game looked really, really, really cool and kind of my jam. Um, I I really like bright cyberpunk side scrollery kind of stuff. So, Hopefully it actually gets made, but uh, there are no guarantees anymore, I guess. So, all right. Uh, meditations. And I'm I'm kind of bummed because I think I missed today's. But if you uh, have ever played, let's see, Nuclear Throne, you are probably at least sort of familiar with the creator of this game. And I'm going to find his name because otherwise I will screw it up. Uh, so the company he works for is called Vlambeer. It's him and another guy. His name is Rami Ismail. And... He is a really cool guy just within the industry. Like, if you want to follow someone interesting on Twitter, I really recommend following him. He's got a lot of really cool insight. He makes games, but a lot of what he does, too, is just, like, travels and talks at conferences about game development and the culture of games and stuff. Um, he's also the person that made uh, press kit, which is what almost every end developer in the world uses to as their media site for their websites. And it is a godsend for people like me uh, to go get press images and press data. So, uh, cool dude, but uh, he was playing a game last year called. Uh, shoot, I played it yesterday, and I don't remember what it's called. It's by a guy named Tack, and the game was called something. It starts with a T. Anyway, um, he was playing this game last year and was like, "This game's really cool, and it only takes like five minutes to beat." Um, the, the The concept of the game was uh, it presents you with ten columns. And when you press one, one lights up. Mm-hmm. And then you press a second one, the, the second one lights up. Yeah. And you've got to figure out how to get them all lit up. And I spent a long time trying to figure out if it was like a sequence, because I'm like, oh, if I press five, five times, and then press seven, and then press eight, hmm, that, that seems to work. And then I'd get to like the last one and that one wouldn't work. I'm like, and then I'd try it again and the sequence would be a little different. I tried again, the sequence would be a little different. Then I tried again, and the sequence was the same. And I'm like, I just haven't figured out the right sequence yet. And actually what it was is if you, you pressed the first one, then you had to wait two seconds to press the second one. Uh, and then you had to wait three seconds to press the fourth one. Uh, and four seconds to press the next one. Uh, and and once you got to ten, you know, it, it, it was just a matter of waiting the right amount of time. Interesting. Yeah, so you always had to wait longer to push the last one than the one you pushed before it. But it took me... A solid 10 or 15 minutes to figure that out. And then they present it, they they're like, you know, you figured it out. And then they'd show you how long you have been pressing him. And it's still, I still wasn't exactly sure what I'd done. I still mm-hmm. thought it was a sequence. But anyway, he played this game last year. It was just a, a little free game on itch.io. And he's like, wouldn't it be cool is if every day you could have a free game to play that would take you five or ten minutes. And so he created yeah, this. Yeah, that's a cool idea. It's a really cool idea. So he worked with 350-ish different developers to come up with 365 small games. And so what you do is you go to meditations.games and download this launcher. And at the first of every month, it'll download a bunch of stuff. And then every day, you can play a new game. But it's based uh, granite's Mean Time. So for, like, us... Every day at, like, 4 in the afternoon, it changes to a new game. So I played it yesterday, and so I'm going to miss today's. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you can't ever play that game. It's only the day it's of. It's only that day of. So it's not like you can go back and play the ones you've missed. You have to wait until next year to be able to play that game again if huh. you missed one. So every day, it's just a different small game, and they, they switch at, you know, three or four o'clock our time interesting. one o'clock and they're all small. Yesterday's was entirely browser based. I don't think they're all browser based. Yeah, that would be really cool. Cause if you had
1: like a down minute with your sandwich at work at the office, exactly. or whatever, like, and that kinda, would be amazing. And
0: that's exactly what I'm thinking. And it works on PC and Mac. So you just have to, you know, you just have to remember to download it every day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I really had fun with the first one. And I think a lot of them are going to be those kind of, a lot of puzzly kind of games, but it also yeah. says that there's a lot of ones that deal with very personal things. You know, there's a, there's a content warning for the game saying, like, these are small games created in, like, six to eight hours by a, a multitude of, you know, hundred a couple hundred different developers, right. so they're going to deal with different things, and some of them may be puzzly, some of them may be very personal in nature, some, but they're all short. Yeah. So the idea is that you'll be able to go through them in five or ten minutes. That's so cool. Check out meditations.games and download that launcher. I, I really had fun with yesterday's, so that is that? Um, we talked about this a little bit on Eight Bit Bytes. I'm going to say two months ago. Um, there is a, a couple games called uh, uh, Star Control One and Two, and they're they're older. Came out years ago, and uh, then through some kind of different licensing things and IP things, um, a couple guys bought. Uh, what they thought was the rights to uh, Star Control and started building a new game, Star Control Origins. And I will say that the the guys that built Star Control Origins seem like terrible, terrible people. Um, everything I've read about them just seems awful and negative. But uh, they've been in an ongoing legal battle with the creators of Star Control 1 and 2, and it looks like, uh, at least for now, that game actually got pulled off of Steam based on a DMCA Uh, So they have said, hey, we own the rights to this, and you can't sell it anymore, which is kind of an interesting way to get something pulled down off Steam. So something to to watch out for, but it's a a really interesting, like, wackadoo legal battle um, that really shows how complicated licensing is for video games. Um, There are a ton of games that people would love to make a new version of that literally can't get made because nobody knows who owns the rights to it. And in this case, it actually looks like it's pretty straightforward. Um, and, and you can see where this ended up. So it's, it's, there's a lot of other games that are way less straightforward than this, um, that, that Just may never get made because literally nobody knows who owns the IP, and no one's willing to. No one wants to spend the money to find out who owns the IP right. until somebody makes a game based on it. So, right. but uh, this one doesn't look like it's a mistake. It looks like it's just some kind of crappy dudes. So, whatever. Uh, next up, uh, this is actually very topical. Um, we'll call this. We'll call this foreshadowing. I will say it is topical, and we will say that it is foreshadowing. Um, Celeste, which I believe won two games of the Indie Awards: um, best indie game of the year, best something else of the year, and I believe it was nominated for game of the year. It's a uh, a difficult. It's uh, a platformer, yeah. like like Old super meat boy, style. hard yeah. platformer, um, but that deals with um, specifically depression. Um, Celeste is actually, I believe, the name of the mountain you're climbing, and that mountain is metaphorically the lead character's uh, depression. I have not played it yet. Adam absolutely adored it. I think Adam beat it. Um, so Celeste is very good. Um, I listen to the soundtrack for it all the time, though, so I don't know what that says. Um, Anyway, they are making some new very hard levels (laughs) for this game that are going to come out uh, the first part of this year. Uh, The folks that made it were just absolutely blown away about how how well this game did. According to them, they sold about a half million copies of it, which is way, way, way more than they'd ever planned on it. And uh, they just never expected to reach that many people. And so as a thanks, they are going to build out some new levels that are apparently far more difficult than uh, the levels that are already hard. So the game had like a bunch of levels that were difficult, and then it had like, I think they were called B-sides which were variations on other levels that were even harder. Yeah, <laughs> And so these ones will be even harder than that. So if you're into Celeste and you like a challenge, uh, Celeste, I think, is a, a good way to go. Let's see. Finally, um, man, Fallout 76. They're trying so hard. Um, and the, the news that we have is actually good news, but the, the bad news for them is, like, no nukes have been able to be launched since January 1st because some bug that they don't know how to fix. Oh, so, no. <laughs> but, but uh, one thing that they have confirmed is going to come in 2019 is player vending. And so you actually be able to make things and sell them, which done right could be a huge boon for this game. Um, it was something that Star Wars Galaxies had when I played Star Wars and it made, it, it was really cool because it, helped people form groups that like cooperated together. So mm-hmm. like me and my brother were in a guild um, and I didn't really like I, I could craft some things but I wasn't like a great crafter. But we had people in our guild that were brilliant weapons crafters or brilliant um, clothing crafters. Um, could make all sorts of cool things. And so the way it worked out in our guild is we would help them by supplying them with materials and then they would make us right. things At a either, you know, for free or a really good discount that would help us become better people to go out and hunt other stuff to bring them more materials and so on and so forth. And it created a really cool kind of symbiotic relationship, but also helped make the game feel a little more role player-ish.
1: Right. And you it gives you something to do. uh Like. Yeah.
0: And so hopefully what I would love to see. I mean, how cool would it be in Fallout if not only were you just crafting items? Like, right now you can craft a lot of different items. How cool would it be in this game if you could actually, like, craft structures and sell them? Mm-hmm. To? Like, I made this
1: really, really cool house. Manufactured homes. Uh-huh. And-, <laughs> right. and then you
0: could, you could actually buy them. Or I made, you know, I would love to see a lot of more customability added into that game. And no one really knows what they're going to do yet, um, but they are they've said that they're going to have... Player vending within this game, and yeah. it's just a cool way to create a create not only cool things to do, but also create an in-game economy that actually matters. So, yeah. th- who knows what will come out of it? And I mean, like Bethesda, bless them, have not been able to yeah. get anything really working in this game. So, I, I'm yeah. uh,
1: of course, it's pretty short into the the really lifetime is. of this game, and really I can is. only imagine that this game will be better in a year. Yeah. And then maybe two years out, like another year after that. Like I can only imagine that they're going to be able to add stuff to this game, and so people are going to look at it much differently. In I the really future. hope so
0: because, like, I've um, really enjoyed the time I've spent with it so far. It's just they kind of need to. I, I think it's going to be the game that I go back to in between other big games, and I I, I want it to be that. So so hopefully we'll, we'll we'll think happy thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I I love the idea of yeah. it. it's just. Yeah. It's just not great yet. Right. And <laughs> I mean, how many games have we said that about though, So, recently? like every like,
0: AAA release that's um, been a game as a service ever. Yeah. So, um, I think I think, I think think it's going to, they're going to figure it out. Uh, next up, news. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We did news. Questions. We did news. Now we're going to do questions. And our first question, as per always, is from... Hey, yo, Vinny. The, the Vinster. The Vinster. The Vinster. Anyway, going to ask us about creating a reality TV show with uh, video game characters, who would be in it and what would it be about? I read that really bad. That was really bad. I'm gonna start over, okay? I I read it really
1: bad the first time I read it in my head because that's not even the question I thought I was gonna answer, so we'll see how this goes.
0: So you're gonna create a reality TV show with video game characters. Who would be in it and what would it be about? (sighs) Dancing with the stars with only the characters That we use all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Dancing with the Stars with Kratos, yeah, and Duke Nukem. Maybe dancing together. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I don't know what it is past that, but it's. it's, Yeah. Maybe no, no. I don't think they're dancing together. They're dancing against each other. Yeah. I hate that show so much. Oh, my mother-in-law loves Dancing with the Stars, and I hate it so much. Yeah.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I,
0: Can no. we make a 4v1 game that is just, uh, not Dancing with the Stars, no. Um, uh, like, like Survivor, but it's literally Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be in that?
1: I mean, all the Survival guys, right? Like, oh. any of, like, the Nathan Drakes and, uh, Lara Croft and,
0: uh, uh, there's other games besides those two, right? Jack and
1: Daxter. Jack and
0: Daxter. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Was Jack and Daxter a survival game?
1: No, but I imagine they hunt treasure and I was just like on the treasure hunting mode. Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, yeah. Anything you collect things. Mario. Like any game that goes and collects things. Um, that's where my mind was at. Finny, I wish we had a better answer. Um, don't. <laughs> I don't. I kind of like, I wasn't really ever a like a fan of the shows, but like any of the shows where someone's in a house together, like Big like the, yeah, 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 like or like the Jersey Shores in real world where you put like people who aren't family in a house and make them live together, but like in the GTA universe, like oh my force god, all those people to live together great show! <laughs> like, it's just like
0: I would 100% watch I, I would Trevor ask. and Michael and like the dude from uh. Uh, New Vegas, yeah. or not New Vegas? That's Fallout. Um, um, Miami. Yeah, Vice City. Vice City. Um, like that. God, that'd be amazing. Yeah,
1: just like those characters are so good, you can just you can just picture Putting them. Putting Trevor
0: in, in any right. survival that, that's game. That's really what it is. God, just I would I would watch Trevor do nearly yeah. anything. Yeah, just any reality show in the GTA
1: universe. Is just Trevor's a on my Dancing with the Stars oh, yeah. thing as well. Yeah, like, yeah he yeah. just needs to be in every reality. Like he, they should do like a series where he wins every reality show he's ever on, like, <laughs> through whatever means possible. Like, I, I mean, it. he'll probably chop people's legs off for Dancing with the Stars, but oh, that's fine, I guess. It. Makes for good television.
0: All right, Vinny. stay strong, sir. Uh Next up, Eddie wants to know, uh, Monster Hunter World is getting an Assassin's Creed DLC, which I think is an absolutely fascinating crossover. Yeah. Um Is Monster Hunter... It's not even made by Ubisoft, is it? It's not. It's a Sega game. It's weird. Right? Capcom? Cap- Capcom. Capcom, yeah. I don't know why I said Sega. Whatever. Um, What other franchise should be tossed into Monster Hunter World? So, no, I, I don't know a ton about this. I assume that it's just... um the Assassin's Creed guy is a playable character yeah, now. Some sort of cosmetic thing. He doesn't really seem uh, I mean He's never
1: hunted monsters before.
0: Well I mean not only does he has he never hunted monsters before he doesn't seem very well equipped to hunt monsters, I'll be
1: honest. Yeah, he
0: has like <sighs> these little teeny like wrist daggers and that's when he's gonna go, you know, it's kind of weird to throw like a stealth Character into a game where you hunt very non-stealthily yeah, against like giant. Yeah, a stealth dinosaur creatures. really
1: isn't going to work unless you lop their head off in one fell swoop with your giant Buster blade.
0: Yeah, I don't, I I don't I don't I don't understand that to be honest. Um, yeah, but anyway, I probably I should probably know more like find out more about this, but yeah, like I I just uh, that's a weird thing. But what other franchises would be good tossed into? I mean, obviously, I mean, I think the. The obvious answer is Turok. Turok oh, yeah. should be in Monster Hunter. Like,
1: that's really what they—they they just need to mash those two together. Because I it? would instantly buy Monster Hunter World, get the Turok DLC, and play it like without hesitation.
0: What else? What else is what? what Even other... though he used
1: really absurd guns, but yeah. there's no reason he can't. There's absolutely no. Well, I mean, I think sword. I think
0: he should bring those guns yeah. into Monster Hunter because it's. It's silly how long those battles take when you're trying to fight them with a switch axe. Yeah, I'm going to use the particle
1: accelerator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the so one. So who else would be really good in that? Them.
0: Who else has hunted dinosaurs or monsters? You could do Conan or or Simon. Yeah, So I, think, I mean, Simon Belmont is a is a. I mean, he's hunting a very different type of monster. Yeah, but uh, you, you can know, put he, Kratos in there, obviously. Absolutely. Like <laughs> we don't answer a question that Kratos doesn't go into. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, though. Like, I mean, God of War 3, like, I don't think I want to play him. I mean, it would just be, like, me punching something, and then, like, the cut game goes to, like, a, it's not yeah. a cutscene because they didn't take it to a different screen, and then I have to press some buttons. I, I don't know if I want to play it as Kratos. It's like
1: the Quick Time DLC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't
0: think I'm into that. I don't think I'm into that. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, his
1: big chain swords would be pretty sweet to fight dinosaurs with, though. That'd be cool.
0: I can get behind that. I can get behind um, that. Yeah, that's good. All right, so uh, this is this question is really all all Dylan, but that's okay. Um, I'll do my best to answer it. Turn down for what wants to know with all the digital uh, TCG games. What solution would you suggest for companies to offer the digital games but still satisfy those wanting something physical? He's become very interested in the digital TCGs, but still wants my physical cards. He sold some pretty good magic cards. I feel like I have less chance of being cheated with something physical and having the card gives me that possibility to hook up with some people in real life and have a physical card game. Also, if the digital game ever goes kaput, then at least I can keep playing. And I think that's a really interesting idea where you play Magic Online or, I mean, or, or, or even let's say Artifact, because like you're actually purchasing cards in that game. Yeah. So Artifact exists online. And you could never exist cards. in real life, but, but point aside. Yeah, um, the idea of how can we have physical cards in the yeah. real world that I can use in a game that also work digitally online right. with...
1: Um, and a few games have tackled this in varying degrees differently over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, I remember Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, and all these, like some games have literally faithful recreations that you can play online. Yu Gi Oh!, Pokemon, uh, Magic. Yeah. Um, probably three of the bigger trading card games, obviously. Um, Yu Gi Oh! used to have each card had a unique code. And early on in the, the Game Boy games, I don't know if this works through other things, so I didn't play it online. So that game kind of got beyond my capacity to play. Um And you could actually punch in the unique code on the card into your Game Boy game and you could have those cards in Your game digitally Um, that I don't know if that carried on through like actually playing the game online with people Yeah, so but that, that was interesting right any card that I have physically I can put in this game I guess what that does though is it eliminates an economy in your game because people just buy the cards They put them in the thing But they already bought the cards physically, but your games not making money understandable i mean does that matter though i don't know i guess it just depends on how you plan on making money right um magic has magic online full economy You can buy any card whatever Um, you have physical magic and now you have magic arena which is a little bit more accessible than magic online with a better user interface and only has the most recent cards starting with like um, dominaria or m19 i think dominaria is first so because it just came out so they're starting with that set and moving forward so any of the previous cards They did have a couple other sets in the bait. I don't know if those are going to be included moving on or not because you can't actually purchase those cards currently um, But I understand it kind of feels bad when you're trying to play magic because I'm in this current situation currently where I'm playing magic arena and I also have paper magic so yeah. it's like so kind of my solution right now is like I play the game digitally a lot and if I feel like opening some packs of cards or something, I can and then I can go purchase the singles that I want to put a deck together if I wish to do that. Or if you want to play limited, you're buying um, booster packs to draft or whatever. And it's okay, but it still eliminates the fact of I have to buy two cards in two separate places and it's not the same pool of cards. Something I really like about what Pokemon does is every physical pack of Pokemon cards you open has a little card with a QR code and a unique code so you can either use a webcam or... Punch it in with your keyboard you get a pack of digital cards are they the same not the same cards in your pack So you'll have two unique packs, which Is awesome if you open a good card over here a good card over here, but you don't get it in both places But at least you get the value I bought a physical pack of cards I get a digital pack of cards, which is awesome And I think that's that might be the best way that a, a player would be happy I don't know if those games are as happy about it, but I know, I'm sure Pokemon doesn't quite have the online community. Yeah, Maybe it does other places, sure. um, like Magic has, where Magic is probably very happy with people buying cards physically and buying twice as many cards digitally, Like, so I can imagine that they want to make that money, especially because these games are huge these days, right? Like, they want some of that Hearthstone money. That's why yeah. they made Magic Arena, um, and I see that, so um i'm guessing that's kind of where that they're at but they have put promos in like new intro packs and if you go to the pre-release events and get your pre-release kit they'll have codes in them so you do get some digital cards from purchasing physical but it's most certainly not in everything you'll buy and especially nothing older so it's only going to be new stuff moving forward
0: i think i mean i think it would be Like, I don't think you can go vice versa. Like, I don't think there's any way to have a digital game where you get those cards physical.
1: So interesting. Something Magic Online did, and I don't know if they still do this, when they did this, but there was actually incentive to collecting a full set of cards online. If you did it, you could redeem it, and they would send you a physical set of cards. Interesting. They would send you one of every card in that set if you managed to complete it online.
0: You know what would be kind of cool is if you could, like, maybe maybe you don't get physical cards, but uh, well, I mean, I guess maybe that's not really any different, though. Like, if you wanted to go play Magic against someone in the same space, like, if you both had, I, this is, I guess, turning into a question. Right. Um, if you wanted to play Magic with someone in the same space and you had the new Magic game, um, is that only on the PC right now? Only on the PC right now. Be kind of interesting if there was like an iPad version of that game where you could take that and play magic at a location with someone and like you know bring your iPad along with right, be- right? And play it
1: in place of yeah, parts.
0: yeah, that I
1: mean that's an interesting idea, yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of a thinking really big, and I would be surprised if. That would be well received in a competitive environment. Probably not. It, probably not. But I mean, that's a good. To me, that's a good idea. Like it is in the idea stage. Just like it's no different. Like there. I mean, there's little differences between like just the way a. I mean, a, a human shuffling cards yeah. versus a computer shuffling cards. Like those do bring different Work outcomes, but in yeah. theory, they
0: they're not supposed to, right? But yeah, um, it, it would. Uh, I think that was a. a a promise not a promise that's not fair but but we'll say that a promise that was made early on with things like iPhones and iPads that you'd be able to play a play a game using them as essentially your your deck of cards you know the the theory was always like hey I've got an iPad and we want to play scrabble right you know i'm going to have my iPad on the middle of the table and that's my game board and, we, right. and then you know, all going to use our iPhones and that's where our, our you know, our letters are going to be and that you won't have to have all these fiddly little pieces and you, right. know, you don't have to worry about losing your cards or losing your dice or losing your anything. You'll have these things and that promise never, or, you know, even your TV and, like, the Jackbox games do a pretty good job of that where you, you know, Jackbox runs on your PC and you could put that to your, your TV or and now I think you can actually put the Jackbox games, like, through Comcast if you have it yeah. and then your, your phone becomes your controller but I think that's something that games have not uh quite embraced embraced very well. Because yeah. I think that'd be a really fun way to play a lot of different things right. where I like board games, but like kind of like the O C D nature of me, but also the the O C D nature of like, you know, wanting perfect stacks of things. Yeah. And uh also you know, not wanting to have to think about what the rules are or not think about what, um, you know, who's managing the bank and, you know, right. whatever, you know, um, where that stuff could all be enforced by the game engine itself. And I mean, I know that there's, uh, like, the board game simulator and that kind of right. stuff too, but even that is is still kind of fiddly. Um, but it would be fun to be able to play a game using, you know, sitting around a right. table with your friends using, you know, an iPad and some iPhones as the Thing for that yeah, and yeah. I think magic and, and card games would fit in that idea pretty pretty easily
1: right um, so Before saying one thought I'll, I'll kind of piggyback on that uh, interesting I haven't yet to play it, but I was very excited I got this game called mansions of madness, and it's kind of in the Cthulhu mythos So sure. you're in a mansion you're being driven insane by whatever energy giant, s- giant squid people whatever um, but the first edition of this game, or maybe, I think what I have is a second edition, so there's a first edition before, and in the first edition, you have like a scenario book and you need a game master, right? And what the second edition said was, you don't need a game master, you can, but you can also use this app on your iPad that leads you through like a game master since oh, very cool. since it's it's a scenario driven thing so it's a cooperative experience with a scenario so it's not it's not so much it's it's you versus the game yeah. which this works really well cuz your iPad can narrate you like so you have oh, a narrator cool. reading these passages and now it's it's helping you lead you through to do these things Interesting. Um, so i think that's a great example of how can we use these iPads to one you cut out a player that you need now yeah. so no one has to be the game master Everyone can play the game. And I think that's an awesome uh, use of our technology as a friend and making our games better. Um, One Night uh, Ultimate Werewolf, which is a game a lot of people have experienced in that party, same thing. There's an app that you can use and it will read all the instructions so the different people know when to wake up and what actions to do and when to do them. Um, No one has to read that, awesome. Um, So I think there is a lot of ways where Um, Apps can work especially for certain board games. I think that's a great place to start But I think there might be a way to incorporate that because it really is no different like if my deck is on my iPad There's no reason that um, I Can't really play with you like it would there's a lot more manual control I think in that case um, which one of the nice things about playing magic on magic arenas is It does everything for you like it it helps it really is visual it helps you know when you use this card How much mana it uses it highlights it all nice it brings up these actions it knows every action So the thing is you'll never miss an action because it kind of auto does it which is nice It really helps you not miss those small interactions that might win or lose you the game um, Which is really cool and it's a great learning tool too for people that are interested, but I understand as someone who Nothing beats going over to my buddy's house with my magic cards yeah. and playing magic that social experience Because that's ultimately what board
0: games are about yeah. playing a game social experience um, I, I I had a very similar experience playing my kid really wanted to get into playing Pokemon okay, and, and I made the mistake of like we got a starter deck and we we're going to play it. And, and he'd already played it with his friends a couple times. And like, so I got out the rule book and I'm like, going to figure it, it comes with this mat uh, and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, all these little fiddly tokens uh-huh. that like represent, I, I don't remember what you've used or what you've done or how much right. magic your to There's Pokemon hit points, there's
1: burn yeah. and poison counters.
0: Anyway, all that stuff. So. But there are all these little teeny things. And like that game was complicated. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And we started playing. He's like, this isn't how we play it, dad. Like, this is way hard, and I'm like, I guess but yeah. these are the rules. Interesting. But, but so much of it just seemed hard, and it would have been so much easier if we could have sat down with two iPads, and like it dealt, and right. you know, it kept track of a lot of that crap for you without us having to do weird Pokemon math. Yeah. And funny thing is, you could do that,
1: yeah, because um, you can get that Pokemon Trading Card Game online app on your iPad, and you guys could play together. We should play it that way because um, with cards was, was the thing hard. is like. It, but see as someone who's played Pokemon like yeah. I could come over and I bet I could condense that and you'd be like oh I get it Yeah. yeah. but as someone who isn't familiar with magic isn't familiar with Pokemon yeah. isn't familiar with all these card games that generally have the same basic mechanics yeah. like I it is it's it's a lot to I think to, that would be something to learn
0: that would be a cool thing to uh and I would assume it would be relatively easy to do, too. But the idea of having a tutorial built into some sort of app, too, where... Oh, yeah. Like, what's the game that... You, we've talked about it before. Um, minch... Munchkin? Munchkin. Yeah. And like, and I... I have a copy of that game I got it out and I read the rules and by the time I was done reading the rules I'm like I don't remember what any of these uh, rules are right. and I know that that's a game that if you came over you could run me through that game and right. I'd be able to play it again but how cool would it be to like set up your iPad and run tell everyone it. okay like here's here's the setup like we're this is we're going to fake this thing right. so here's the cards that everyone needs to get here's the whatever everybody needs to get and I'm going to run you through how to play this game and like you know, hit next when we're to the next turn. Right, when you're ready. And they run you through an entire scenario of how to play that game. Right. And then go like, now you get how to play this. Right. And it doesn't have to be me like trying to figure out how all the rules work and being that person. Because that's that's how often is that how a new game works? Where one person has to kind of like digest what all the yeah. rules are and figure it out and then you spend half the game like going back and looking at the rules again. Right. To Use te- But it would just be a cool way to use technology to help people play board games. It seems For weird. For sure. But. Um, and I,
1: I definitely have played some board games that come with a little insert and they say, go to this website yeah. to learn how to play the game, yeah. which is awesome. Like, yeah. It's so awesome because board games are kind of funny in that way that the, generally the rules are pretty complex because you have to give them everything you need to know to play this game, yep. right? Up front. And, and generally, how board games works is someone figures that out, and then they teach a group of people. Yep. And now that group of people now can read that rule book in a language they understand because they've done it before, yeah. and it makes sense, and they can pass it on.
0: Um, if, if board games on the front of the box, like, would say, like, you know, it's, like let someone brand that. Let someone, you know, this game is, you know, blah 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 compatible, yeah. and you knew that that meant that. You were going to be able to set up an iPad, and it was going to say, like, okay, here's how it all works. It's easy to use. It's going to give you next steps to go through it, and it would teach you how to play that game without you having to deep dive into the rules. That would be really cool. Right. That would be really cool.
1: Um uh, kind of on the opposite end of that I think uh, Magic did something pretty cool They did this new product called the, It's the Spellslinger Starter Kit And sure. it, it's a two player starter set So it comes with two 60 card decks That are actually put in a specific order So you take them out of the box You set them down and you can draw your first hand oh, They're pre-shuffled cool. But in a way that the first four turns Are pretty much you know what you're supposed to do Because they have a little thing that says Do this in this order oh, very cool. And then on turn five make your own decisions and start from there. So it gives you, because Magic very much is a game where you can draw stuff and you might not be able to play for a couple yeah. turns, or you you can. Um, so it, it says your first is going to be good in this game so you can learn it, so you're not like trying to learn with cards that don't do anything on turn one, turn two, turn three. So um, I think that was a, a pretty smart way to do that too, especially for a card game, yeah. and one that's pretty complex. Um, and I think Munchkin's kind of a funny... Um, Example because it's a game that's purposely vague because (laughs) they kind of want you to interpret it. That's kind of part of the game. Sure. And it it kind of says, I think somewhere in the rule book, like if it's not explicit, kind of figure it out. Like the goal is to have fun. Yeah. Um, And the game is supposed to be kind of a loose role playing experience where you can kind of just figure it out as you go, and the cards are pretty self explanatory. Like, the rule book doesn't help in a lot of ways, I think, other than generally the goals of the game. Sure. Um, so that that's kind of a funny, but it, I think it is, it would be overwhelming for someone who
0: hasn't played it and oh. t- opens the box, you're like, what the heck does this I mean? I just remember unfolding the rule book and it's like a map, like yeah. it just keeps going and I'm like, and I got through the first page and flipped it over and, and started reading the second page and I'm like... I don't remember what happened on the first page. I don't know You're going to have to come over and show yeah. me to play it because I want to play it's it. A, it's a watch. lot of
1: fun, yeah. but yeah, I think it really helps to, to have someone to, to, to digest that information for yeah. you. As with any board game, um, especially being someone who's so particular about rules yeah. because I got a you don't want to do something wrong because I remember we just played a game the other day and I was like, we started playing the game and, and all of a sudden I went, oh, we read that rule wrong, okay? We got it. Obviously, this is our practice game, so we're figuring out the mechanics of the game, and it worked. Um, It was a very simple game, but there was one step we missed, and it kind of dynamically changed the game, but... um that's gonna happen, yeah. and you're gonna have to kind of relearn the game sometimes. We but... did that with
0: Exploding Kittens, where we we missed a rule that yeah. was really and it, important. It, right. <laughs> it changed like I'm like, why is this game going on forever? Like I remember playing it with my my kid before, it and, like it went real fast, fast. right? But, like, and it was because we we missed a step that was very important for that yeah. game. I don't remember what it was, but Exploding yeah. Kittens is a fun game. It's super fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, turn on for what? Hopefully, somewhere in that 40 minutes of rambling, yeah. we answered your question. I think I think we did. Yeah, and
1: if you want to talk more about that, like I'll talk forever about card games and <laughs> board games and how board and card games and video games all work together. Cause... I got a
0: new Disney board game. Actually, my wife got it for Christmas that I want to play. Is it the out. same
1: one that I have that is I've it, been wanting to play? Is yeah. it Villainous? Villainous, yeah. Villainous, yes. I
0: haven't got a chance to play it yet. Well, um, I own but... a copy too, yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah. we'll get together. We'll play yeah. our two copies together. Together. It'll be real weird. We'll mash them together. Excellent. Oh, that'd be fun. We should yeah. we should get together and play that too. Um. All right. Next up, Jacob with Christmas Come and Past a while ago. It's been... Like Christmas was what a week ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what are your New Year's resolutions? I, I don't know exactly how Christmas figures into that, yeah. but can be purely video game related or not. Dylan, do you, have, do you make do you do you make New Year's resolutions? I suppose
1: I don't because I find the idea of resolutions kind of silly. Like if that's for the works for some people, great, but if there's no time like now to start doing something yeah. to be better. Yeah. Like so, starting it on January first is just another excuse to wait to do something you want to do. Sure. So. Uh, The same thing, like, we sat around in a circle on New Year's Eve, and, like, as cheesy as it was, like, New Year's resolution time, and some people are like, I don't like resolutions. Like, well, what do you want to do in 2019? So, that's kind of how I look at it. What do I want to do this year? Um, So, that's how I like to... What do you want to do this year? So, yep. um, I would like to do a few things. Um... One is probably play more board games with people, because sure. um, I, I think that's something that's fun. And like talking to Adam the other day and talking to you now, it's like, why don't we hang out yeah, more? Right. Like, why don't we do this? One, we live within fifteen minutes of each other. Like, and uh, one of my good friends kind of went through a breakup recently, and he's literally been hanging out with me all the time. Yeah. And we're playing Smash Bros. We're playing board games. We're doing all this stuff. And it's so much fun. Yeah, like, And, again, he lives 15 minutes away. It's like, why don't we just do this stuff more? Why don't we get together and learn the Pokemon card game? Yeah, like, yeah. learn um, these new board games. Play Munchkin. Like, I have a slew of board games that don't get played. Um, so that's something I really want to do. Um, um, other than that, I think I would like to... Um, start writing more again. Actually, get a project going sure. and do that. Um, um, it's always hard to find the time because you literally will do anything else before you write. Um, <laughs> as anyone who has written something knows, that literally your laundry is more important than your Life writing gets project. The way, man. It's tough. So, um, at least you convince yourself that laundry is more important, but sometimes you just got to do the stuff that you want to do. Um, so I think that's what 2019 is going to be. Nice. Do what you want to do. I uh,
0: I I think the the problem with uh, New Year's Resolutions is they imply that I'm not already perfect, which, as <laughs> we know, is clearly untrue. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I, I, I actually want to write more, too. I've got a book I'm, like, halfway done with writing and a video game that I – actually, I just hit my – I might have mentioned this, maybe not. I hit uh, a first draft all the way through – um, that doesn't have all the choices built into it. Yeah. So I have the story done. I just need to go back and add uh, like narrative choices yeah. to it. So I was, I was actually really happy to hit that milestone. So
1: It's a big deal when you finish that first passive. Because uh-huh. like, it <laughs> yeah. really, it's way easier from there. It only has um, one of
0: the endings built out. It's going to have at least two... Um, because I'm a very small person, I don't, I can't, I can't make a game with eleven endings. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt, I felt pretty good about that, so I've got that done. I would like to, to get a lot further along on uh, both of those in 2019, and I would like to uh, finish more video games. I actually made, a, I did really, really, really good for the first like, oh, seven or eight even months of this year about like starting a game and finishing it, and mm-hmm. then like. I played a bunch of like softwares or games as a service kind of games that don't really have an end. You never finish them, and I, you just never finish them. Um, but I, I'd like uh, I'd like Red Dead to it'd be Red Dead or Grease to be uh, the first game that I finish this year, and, and then uh, try and get a few more done. I think I finished twelve or thirteen games last year though, which is which is pretty good. So, but I would I would like to be a little bit more committed to yeah. starting and finishing games. So
1: that's kind of what I'm trying to do right now too. Is like. I made a conscious effort to pick a game up and finish it, mm-hmm. and like playing party games like Smash Bros and stuff on the Super side is, is is great. But like, try to stick to something and finish it. Yeah, finish Red Dead. Finish God of War. Finish Detroit. Finish. I mean, I'm I'm gonna see if I can finish Shadow of War. It's a really big game. I don't yeah. know if I'll quite get through it. But I'm making a
0: lot of progress. But also having a couple of days off work helped with that. So. Yeah. Um, It's one of those things, too, where I think you have to, if you want to finish more games, you have to be a bit more realistic about what that that means. Well, not only what that means, (laughs) but also what games you play. Right. Like, I think that, first of all, you have to be very willing to to do a couple of things. And one is say, hey, that game's 65 hours. I'm never going to finish it. Am I still okay with playing it even if I'm not? Yeah. And if your goal is to finish games, then you might just not. Right. Um... But also, if you get 10 hours into a game that you're planning on finishing and going like, I'm just not having fun with this, stop. Yeah. Because like, what I find what I'll do is I'll get 10 or 15 hours into a game and stop, stop kind of having fun with it. And instead of either grinding through until I find something that is fun or just saying, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore and stopping and starting another game that I will have fun, I find that either I just like – Maybe I'm not going to play anything today or like maybe I'm going to play Rocket League for 2 weeks. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but I I, I need to get better at recognizing like I'm pl- not playing Rocket League because I want to play Rocket League. I'm playing Rocket League because I'm trying to avoid making a decision about this making, game that I should probably yeah. just shoot. Uh, yeah, you know, and and move on. So, I think I think that's that's it for me. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the Joe Coleslaw Christmas Chronicle? I am ready. It's good. Uh, Joe Coleslaw's Christmas Chronicles, once the bows, paper and boxes have settled, I find that I have not received any new games this year for Christmas. However, he has received a brand new two terabyte hard drive for his console. That to him is a golden opportunity to take a chance to download games that have been sacrificed due to low storage. <laughs> a problem I think everyone faces yeah. at one time or another. A chance for games to get a new lease on life in his household. What games would you you Like to play that you've already purchased and why? That's a great, it's like, a that's a really, really good question. Good to, and I love, to the, I love that. the setup of it, it like gets so
1: good. Yeah, um, so, so shout out for
0: that, that setup and that little story there. Um, Luckily for me, I actually keep an Excel spreadsheet of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, tell them what are your thoughts? Well, I,
1: I just purchased Assassin's Creed. Odyssey nice. um for a sale. So that's kind of the next thing I'm gonna play that I've already purchased even though it is is a newer um, Part of me says like if I've already bought something and I haven't played it I'm just not going to and I'm gonna try to start fresh and just kind of just like Out of sight out of mind like I'm not I'm gonna start new yeah. I'm not gonna worry about my backlog other than maybe like Bayonetta 2 which is something I have on the switch that I have all in it, I have all intentions of playing, sure. but part of me says, like, sure, I bought some of these games on a sale, and I'm not. I kind of just wanted to forget about them. Yeah, yeah. Let them die, as they say. In I mean, a, if
0: I have to do that, though, that means I have to X off, like, 1,000 or 1, <laughs> 1,100 games. For sure.
1: <laughs> um, so Bayonetta 2 in Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
0: I think for me, I really, 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 really want to finish Night in the Woods. Um, I don't know why I fell off that game because I really love everything about it but I, I want to get that done. Um, I would really like to get um, uh, horizon zero dawn finished. I'm, I'm quite of the way uh, quite of the I'm far into it. <laughs> I've been uh, I doing, doing it. Uh, I'd like to I have um, uh, dishonored two that I want to beat and I just bought Prey recently. I'd like to beat that. I, there's too many games, I don't, it's a yeah. joke. Um, I, I wanna play and beat all those. I'd also like to finish The Last of Us, actually. I'm like halfway Days through again. that game. Um, the the problem, I I have those. I'm looking into the near future and Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out in less than a month. Um, uh, new Bioshock, Destiny comes out Anthem. Anthem comes out in February. Um Division Two comes out in March. Like I you know, I don't I don't the, the reality is is as much as I want to play old games, if I'm gonna play old games, I need to stop buying new games. Right. And there's too many new games that I desperately wanna yeah. play to stop playing new games. So I'm saying know. kill your babies and just... You're saying I should kill my child yeah, so I have more time a, to play video games? Is that what you're saying? No. it's okay. a, it a figurative
1: expression. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of how I'm looking at it, though. Is like I know there's a lot of stuff that's going to come up that I want to play, so... Just forget about the backlog yeah, it's like you always have those games to fall back on if you need to But don't feel bad that you're not playing them. Yeah, that's kind of my new philosophy. I, I agree
0: I, I I kind of collect games to some degree just and to that's be- fine. That's your hobby yeah. right like and no, it's
1: stupid It's a stupid hobby, it's a but it's still hobby. your hobby and the thing is you'll never you will never not be I just passed like be the games. Yeah, on Steam. See? it's a problem.
0: Yeah <laughs> um but the reality is, is I do go back and play a lot of those a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So we'll see.
1: And I mean, sure, you're gonna stream some for thirty minutes and just to show it off and see yeah. what it's about, and like that's yeah, fine too. That's good. So,
0: um, speaking of uh, new games that you just get to collect forever, <laughs> um, we have a ton. Of cheap free games to talk about. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't
1: help either. That they just give you all these games. Good like, Do you feel guilty at all not playing? Like I don't play any of them. To I be don't like, feel guilty. Every once in a while, something comes up and i was like,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I don't but. feel guilty not playing them. But almost every month, there's one like I'm going to play that this right. month because oh, I've wanted to play that game forever. But that number keeps getting bigger, bigger and you're not month. playing that nope. many games. Nope. So um, first game on that list that fits both of those uh, Xbox Live. Uh, X, I'm sorry, Xbox Games with Gold. Uh, is Celeste a game that I have desperately wanted to yeah, play for six awesome. months, and I have not played it because I, I, I tried to like make a deal with myself that I'm not going to buy a new game unless I know I'm going to start playing it within two weeks. Right. And Celeste was that game where I'm like, I can't promise that I'm going to play this game within the next two weeks, so I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. Um. And it's free now, so I guess either either I will play it now or I won't, and at least it was free. Um, but uh, like I said, there's there's new levels coming out for that uh, sometime in the next couple months, and everyone says Celeste is absolutely amazing. So grab yeah. that for free on your Xbox. Um, January 1st to the 31st. You can also get uh, – oh, okay. So World Rally Championship 6, um, mm-hmm. which is a rally racing game, I guess. Uh, it's free uh, the 16th through the 15th of February. Um, Laura Croft and, uh, Laura Croft Guardian of Light is a 360 backwards compatible game that's available the 1st through the 15th of this month that is shockingly awesome. That game is really fun. It's like a kind of an overhead isometric. it's okay, that one. Yeah. You can play the entire game co-op. Um, I've played probably 75% of the way through it with my kid, and it's super fun. Kind of puzzle solving and, you know, some some fighting and stuff. It's really good. Um, and then uh, the end of the month, the 16th through the 31st, you can get Far Cry 2 for free, which I have not played, but a lot of people think it's the best of the Far Cry games. So yep. there is that. Uh, in other free games that you can now get, um, actually, I'm going to go back to our Discord and grab this because the list that Alan posted was better than this one. Um, Now I just have to figure out where he put it. Uh, So Game Pass Editions for January. Uh, Life is Strange, the complete collection, uh, actually came out the end of last month, so you can get all episodes one through five of that. Um, Plus Life is Strange, the prequel, uh, Before the Storm, uh, episodes one through three, came out on the 27th, so you can already grab both of those. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the Life is Strange series. Uh, and then Life is Strange Part or Life is Strange Two Part One hit January third again. Super good game. That Life is Strange Two Part One um, was up for a ton of Game of the Year um, awards. Like people really liked that game. And I believe uh, the rest of them are going to be coming out too. So you'll be able to get episodes two through five through Game Pass as well. This is like those games is what Game Pass was built for. Yeah. episodic games that are going to come out over months, it, it's yeah. perfect. If so. they
1: And if they can really keep up with getting games like that and putting them up there frequently, I think that's really what creates value in Game Pass. Because exactly. I don't think it's so much about occasionally getting games like Gears of War and Forza. It's like, that's great, right? Yeah. It's awesome Like that Microsoft says, these big games are coming to Game
0: Pass. Th- those, that is a reason. Those games are probably what make, the, make it worth 10 bucks a month. Right. But these games are the ones that... It makes you feel
1: good about yeah. subscribing to Game Pass because yep.
0: it, it, it makes it
1: feel more like Netflix where it's like you get these these great series of television yep. that can give you a lot of content rather yep. than just these big pillars because if it's just a big pillar occasionally... Like you could just buy the game exactly, right? and sure you could do math and and justify it one way or the other. Do I just buy the game or do I get Game Pass? And it's pretty close yeah. depending on what kind of gamer you are. But this is like the. Meat this of game Pass. I think this really is what if you see just this and a little bit more. Yep, it's a great service.
0: Yeah. This month, you'll also be able to get Arc Survival Evolved, which comes out uh, the day you're hearing this, January third. Uh, farming Simulator 17 also comes out January third. I do not understand that at all. Like, I, how are there 17 farming simulator games? That is kind of mind blowing. But man, Unless I heard it's the year. Peop- mm, that could be. That could be. That's probably it. That <laughs> I makes hope more so. sense. I hope so, but maybe not. People that dig those games though, dig those games, and I they do. say it's just like. It's a great it's so way to zen. chill. I've actually heard of quite a few people that got super into farming simulator or super into, um, oh, shoot.
1: truck simulator,
0: uh, oh, truck simulator. But no, what was goat the simulator? Uh, none of the simulator, yes. <laughs> they got started a goat farm. No, uh, what's the kind of retro y thing where you start a farm and it's it's made by one guy that was Stardew, yeah, Stardew Valley, yeah. Um, that like got super into Stardew Valley or super into Farming Simulator that literally like quit their jobs to start a farm. That's and, amazing. You know, it it's crazy, but whatever. Um, Absolver comes out January seventh. That is a game I have really another game that I'm like I can't I can't dedicate the time or yeah. the money to buy this right now, uh, but it looks really really cool. It's uh like kind of a a game where all the combat is like um, fighting game style. It's so kind of it, like
1: For Honor, but.
0: Yeah, but like more, but in kind of more open world, yeah. um, and the soundtrack is done by Austin Winnery, which automatically makes yeah. it great. So that uh, January third, uh, Just Cause three comes out January tenth. I've always wanted to try that. Right. I got it uh, with uh, Humble Bundle last month, yeah. so you know I can now play two versions of it. Yep, uh, comes out the tenth. After Charge comes out January tenth. That's a game I played at. This is That's a, a cool day game. and date game, so yeah. it comes out January tenth, and it'll be in Game Pass January tenth. It's a Three v three game where your robots, but then half the team's invisible, and you have to yeah. hunt them. It's 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 honestly hard to explain, and I haven't played it in two years. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like this arena hide and seek generators kind of Yeah game. and the people
0: that are that's sorry right, the people that are invisible have to turn the generators off and when they turn them off they become visible for a minute and then the robots can hunt right. them down and turn the it's it's a it's a little bit more complex than it sounds um, but and it's a ton the, of fun. the gist of it, I guess. And it's a perfect game for Game Pass because they're going to get a player base that has, you know, enough people to actually play this. It's going to be that game where you can go like, oh, hey, guys, like, just everyone go download it and we'll play it tonight. Yeah. Um, we should do that, too, because it's it's a lot, it's, of, fun. It yeah, a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So that, I think, is all the Game Pass games for this month. But, I mean, Whew. the funny thing is, is I keep saying that. And then, like, last month, Microsoft added a bunch of new ones towards the end of the month. Yeah. So who knows? Game um, Pass, it's 10 bucks a month. I, like, I paid $60 for a year of it on sale, so... That's a great deal. It's, real, it, it's really, really worth it if you're an Xbox gamer. Uh, next up is the uh, PlayStation Plus games for this month. Uh, first off is Steep, which is a snowboarding game that I demoed and didn't like a whole lot, but I know they've spent a bunch of time on it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm always just looking for the next Amped, and I think that's all nostalgia at this point. Yeah, so, but you know. Yeah, but who knows. It, but that game's new too. That game came out like I'm going to say less than a year ago. Yeah, so, I'm give still that a try for another
1: snowboard kids. So,
0: Right. That game was awesome. <laughs> this guy, this game's got wingsuits in it though. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Um the other big game this month is uh Portal Knights, which um is kind of um what do I want to say, it's like Minecraft with a bit more story wrapped around it. It's kind of cutesy. It's it's yeah. fun. I played it for a couple days with my kid and my brother. So you can play it co-op online. It's fun. Um, let's see. What else is there? Zone of the Enders HD collection on PS3. Uh, Amplitude on PS3, uh, which is a rhythm game. Um, I think... I think, let's see, uh, Vita, there is uh, Fallen Legend Flames of Rebellion and Mutant Alien Assault, <laughs> which is a heck of a name. Uh, those, are, Some of those, I believe, are also PS4 crossplay. Um I think to remember about your PS4, uh, or I'm sorry, your PS Plus subscription is as of March, I believe, um, those will no longer come with PS3 games, I believe. So you'll just be getting... The PS4 and the Vita yeah. games, I think. I think that's so. If if you know you're a PS3 player that's into that, it may be time to drop out of that, but I mean, probably not really. Um, next up, free games is uh the Twitch Prime game. So if you are an Amazon uh, Prime subscriber, you get Twitch Prime for free, and so you can get these games for free. Uh, the big one this month is Hyper Light Drifter, which is so good. My god, that game's good. Uh, again, you can actually play that entire thing co-op. It has some absolutely fantastic music. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Um, it's kind of Zelda-ish, sort of, I guess, if I was going to compare it to something. Yeah,
1: like Zelda with a neon art style. Yeah, it's re- <laughs> and
0: it's, it's pretty hard. Yeah, um, A lot of fun, though. I really enjoyed Hyperlight Drifter. Um, you can also get Orwell, which is a really interesting um, kind of narrative game. Any
1: relationship to George? Uh,
0: Republic, which I know nothing about. And a game called Bomber Crew, which is a game I have literally wanted to play for six or seven months. I have at least two copies of it because it's in Game Pass, and I think I have it on Steam, and I have never played it. (laughs) So um, it is uh, interesting that Bomber Crew is one of the very few games you can play on your Xbox with a mouse and keyboard right now. Interesting. Yeah. Little bit of trivia. Uh, finally, Epic Game Store is giving a free game away every two weeks. That game right now is uh, the original Super Meat Boy. So, oh, interesting. Watch out for that. If you've ever played Super Meat Boy, dang, that game is
1: fun. I'm so excited for the new one. Oh God, I am so excited for the new I, one. Because I, I play. I tried to play Super Meat Boy, and it's just it's hard. It's hard, and it just doesn't quite deliver what I want. But when I played Super Meat Boy Forever at PAX, I was like. This is I like this. It's a both lot. what
0: I wanted uh, Super Meat Boy to be, and it's also what I wanted Super yeah. Mario Run to be. Right, <laughs> and I think it comes out in April. Yeah, that looks so, really good. I'm very. Um, that's going to be uh, Epic Game Store exclusive, I believe. Okay. So, watch for that there. Um, the only other thing, uh, Joe uh, Cole, Joe Cole recommended that we uh, put PlayStation Now in Troll Corner. Uh, because they screwed him, um, and this is a like a, a public service announcement to okay. everybody else. If you were on month to month, or if you'd never subscribed before, and uh, like he went from month to month, but he had it on non-automatic billing, so he essentially just resubscribed every month. Uh-huh. But then he bought it on sale via one of the the PlayStation sales. They automatically turn on rebilling, so he got nailed today or yesterday for another three months or another year worth yeah. of rebuilding. So if uh, if you're not expecting that, go check your subscriptions. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's annoying. Because I've had stuff happen sucks. like that before where you you know you've turned it off once, but yeah. you somehow started back up with a good deal and uh-huh.
0: get, Yeah, the auto billing. Kind of so annoying, so check but... check all your auto billing for the year. Go go through and, and yeah. look at all those little things you're paying four bucks a month for and uh, and see if you want all of them. Yeah. I found out the other day that I which one was I subscribed to? I don't remember, but I had one that was like, huh, I didn't know I was paying. Oh, uh, kin- uh, kids, Kindle Unlimited has a kids version of it, right? Um, and I bought my kid a Kindle when he was like three, and turned the kids right. one on, and thought I canceled it about seven years ago. That's amazing. <laughs> I instead had been paying three dollars a month for Kindle Unlimited Kids for probably eleven years. <laughs> Anyway. That's the best. It was not. The best. Fact, the best. In fact, the best. In the worst way. At least it was That's... only $36. Bucks yeah. A month, so. That's. Uh... Anyway, you can uh, you can find us, as always, bitemepodcast.com. That'll get you all the different ways to uh, talk to us. Uh, bitemepodcast.com slash discord if you want to chat with us. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, we're on YouTube, but we don't ever upload anything. It's like got lazy. Lazy. But, uh, you know, come find us and chat with us. We're good people. Bite me. Hmm.